وَكَذَلِكَ And likewise, and thus, أَنزَلْنَاهُ We have revealed it. قُرْآنًا A Qur'an عَرَبِيًّا In Arabic. We have revealed this Qur'an in the Arabic language that is clear, that is eloquent, that is meaningful, that is brief. And why Arabic? So that the people may understand. وَصَرَّفْنَا فِيهِ And we have diversified in it من الوعيد The warning. صَرَّفْنَا صَرَّفَ يُصَرِّفُ تَصْرِيفُ صَدْرَفَ It is to take something back and bring it again in a different shape or form. So for instance, تَصْرِيفُ الرِّيَاحِ It refers to the changing of the winds. That how at one point the wind is really fast or really cold. And then at another point, the wind is really comforting. It's soothing. So tasrif. At one point, the warning is really severe. At another point, the warning is different. وَصَرَّفْنَا فِيهِ مِنَ الْوَعِيدِ And if you think about it, the mention of the Day of Judgment, the mention of the events of the hereafter, what is that? A warning. But we're not given the same description everywhere in the Qur'an. If you look at the different descriptions of the Day of Judgment that are given, each is unique. Each word gives us a different meaning, a different benefit. Why? وَصَرَّفْنَا فِيهِ مِنَ الْوَعِيدِ Why is it that Allah has warned us in so many different ways? لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ So that the people would fear. They would fear. They would avoid. What would they avoid? Sin. What would they fear? That day. أو or meaning at least يُحْدِثُ It will cause, it will initiate لَهُمْ for them ذِكْرَ A lesson. يُحْدِثُ حَدَثَ Literally means to happen. When something happens, that did not exist before. Now it happens. So here is a person, lost in his dunya, oblivious to the akhirah, blinded by his desires. But then when he hears these ayat, when he reads these verses, then what happens? At least these verses make him think. أَوْ يُحْدِثُ لَهُمْ ذِكْرًا But at least they will begin to think in this direction. Even if there is no 360 degree change, even if there is no revolution in that person's life, a complete transformation in their life, at least they begin to think about the Day of Judgment. أَوْ يُحْدِثُ لَهُمْ And this is true. And this is the reason why we should never disconnect with the Book of Allah. And we should never stop reminding ourselves and those who are close to us. You might think that it's bouncing back. You might be frustrated with yourself that why am I not improving already? Why am I not changing already? But keep listening to the Qur'an. Keep reading the Qur'an. Stay connected with the Qur'an. At least it will make you think. At least it will shift you in the right direction. Maybe you're still far from your destination, but at least it's going to take you towards that direction. أَوْ يُحْدِثُ لَهُمْ فَتَعَالَ اللَّهِ So high above, exalted is Allah. He is high. He is the most exalted. Who is He? Al-Malik. The King. The true King. The true Sovereign. The one with supreme and absolute authority. The one who owns all and rules over all. He is Al-Malik. Al-Haq. The truth. Don't doubt His existence. Don't doubt His reality. He is Al-Haq. And He is exalted. 
And this Qur'an is from him. This reminder is from him. وَلَا تَعْجَلْ بِالْقُرْآنِ And do not hasten with the Qur'an. Don't rush when it comes to the Qur'an. مِنْ قَبْلِ Before, on that يُقْضَى It is completed. إِلَيْكَ تُيُّ وَحْيُّهُ It's revelation. Don't hasten when the Qur'an is being revealed to you. Don't rush. Wait until the revelation is complete and then you recite. We learned that the Prophet ﷺ, when he was given wahi, when Jibreel would come and he would deliver the words of the Qur'an to him, the ayat to him, the Prophet ﷺ, he realized his responsibility and he took it very seriously. He was an ummi, which meant that he could not write. So for instance, imagine somebody is dictating something to you and each word matters, each haraka matters. What would you do? You would write it down so that you don't make a mistake because you have to pass it on, you have to convey it to others. You have to recite it in prayer. You have to worship Allah through it. So the Prophet ﷺ, he was worried that he would forget. So what would he do? As Jibreel would be reading to him, the Prophet ﷺ would start reading at the same time. Because you know, the more senses you involve, the more comfort you have that hopefully you won't forget it. So he would be listening and then he would also start reading at the same time. But the Prophet ﷺ is told, no, don't do that. Don't rush. Don't be hasty. Wait. When Jibreel has recited that portion to you, then you recite. Then you read. Because the first step to learning is what? What was exactly? That is what Musa ﷺ was told, right? وَأَنَ فَاسْتَمِعْ لِمَا يُوحَى I have chosen you, so listen attentively to that which is revealed. Listen, listen, listen. That's the first step. And this is true with everything. If you want to learn the Qur'an, if you want to recite the Qur'an, listen to the Qur'an. Listen, listen, and listen more. You can never listen enough. And pay attention. And pay more attention. The more attention you pay, the more you will retain. So the Prophet ﷺ has given this instruction that don't rush, don't panic, because if you start worrying, I'm going to forget, I'm going to forget, then you will forget. But the fact is that Allah is sending this Qur'an to you. He is teaching you. He's teaching you. And if He wishes to deliver this Qur'an to you, you'll never forget it. If Allah wants you to have the Qur'an, you will never forget it. But look at the Prophet ﷺ, how he took his responsibility so seriously. And he's told, make dua. وَقُلْ and say, رَبِّ زِدْنِي عِلْمًا Oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. Who's being told to make this dua? Rasulullah wasallam, The one who was given the Qur'an. He's told, say, Oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. Why? Because you can never have enough knowledge. How did the Prophet ﷺ increase in his knowledge? Through the Qur'an. Through the Qur'an. Because the more Qur'an a person receives, the more he learns. The true source of knowledge is the Book of Allah. It is the Qur'an. This is what will teach you about your soul. This is what will teach you about your strengths and your weaknesses, about life, about people, about this earth, about the hereafter, about the past, about the present, about the future, psychology of man, weakness of everything. You will learn from this Qur'an. This is a source of knowledge. Because this Qur'an is from Allah. And every word carries an ocean of knowledge. 
وَقُرْ رَبِّ زِدْنِي عِلْمًا And say, O oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. Meaning, give me more Qur'an. Give me more Qur'an. So that I can learn more. And also we see that when you have this fear, you're going to forget, you're going to forget. What is it that we need to direct our attention to? Dua. Do your best. But then also ask Allah, Ya Allah, Rabbish rahli sadri. Musa made that dua, right? Oh my Lord, expand my chest for me. The Prophet ﷺ is told, وَقُرْ رَبِّ زِدْنِي عِلْمًا So who is the giver of knowledge? Allah. He gives knowledge. Because remember that ilm is rizq. It is also provision. And who is ar-razzaq, the giver of provision? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many things that we ask Allah for. We ask Him to increase us in our money, health, life, family, right? Intelligence. There's different things that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. We ask Him to increase things for us, grow for us. What does Allah want us to ask Him? Knowledge. Knowledge. Because your money, no matter how much it grows, doesn't matter. Your house, no matter how big it is, doesn't matter. Family, whatever. There's so many things you can have, a lot of them, but really how much meaning do they bring? What will truly make you successful is ilm, knowledge that is beneficial. So, وَقُلْ رَبِّ زِدْنِي عِلْمًا And say, O oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. Sahih Bukhari, right? The collection of Imam Bukhari. In that, there's a book, Kitab Al-Ilm, the book of knowledge. And right at the beginning, there is a chapter, which is Fadlul Ilm, the virtue, the excellence of seeking knowledge, of knowledge in general. And there's only two ayat that Imam Bukhari mentions over there to highlight the significance of ilm. And one ayah is this, وَقُلْ رَبِّ زِدْنِي عِلْمًا To prove that you can never have enough of it. You see, when you're reading the Qur'an, you reach Surah An-Nas, you reach the end. But you can never have enough knowledge of the meaning of the Qur'an. You can never study it enough. You can never review it enough. You can never reflect on it enough. There's always more to learn. Always more to benefit from. So ask Allah for this. Because this is the key to success. وَلَقَدْ And certainly, عَهِدْنَا إِلَىٰ آدَمْ Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows to us the importance of knowledge. And the importance of remembering that knowledge. The importance of remembering the dhikr, the reminders that we are given, the instruction that we are given. Allah says, certainly we had, عَهِدْنَا إِلَىٰ آدَمْ We had taken a promise from Adam. عَهِدَ إِلَىٰ Is to convey, but it also means to command, to take a promise from someone, to instruct them with something. So we took a promise from Adam, meaning we instructed him very clearly, we commanded him very clearly, min qablu before. Before, meaning before he was sent to Jannah. Before he was put to test. Fanasiya, but Adam forgot. When did he forget? When Shaitan whispered to him, and he tempted him. Allah says, walam najid, and we did not find lahu for him, meaning for Adam, azma, determination. Adam lacked determination. He lacked firm resolve. 
What does this mean? This has been interpreted in several ways. One is that Adam didn't intend to disobey Allah. وَلَمْ نَجِدْ لَهُ عَزْمًا We did not find him firm determination to disobey Allah. Iblis on the other hand, he was determined. Aba was and When he was asked, he came up with excuse and justification and he argued and he blamed. He was determined. But Adam a.s. he was not determined to sin. He was not determined to disobey. He was not determined to break his promise, to go against his word. No. How did it happen then? He forgot. It was an accident. We learned about the Bani Israel, how they made a calf. Musa a.s. instructed them. He told them very clearly. But then what happened? They fell into shirk. They made a calf and they began worshipping it. Why? What was the reason? They forgot. And also we see that they didn't really care. They didn't really care because Harun reminded them. Right? There was stubbornness over there. So much so that they were about to kill Harun So Harun had to stop telling them. They were determined to do shirk. You understand? The Bani Israel were determined to worship the calf. What did they say? Musa. We're never going to stop worshiping this calf until Musa returns to us. What does that show? Resolve to do what they wanted to do. They had made up their mind. Adam when he made a mistake, did he do that deliberately? No. Allah says, وَلَمْ نَجِدْ لَهُ عَزْمًا It was an accident. It was a mistake. An honest, real mistake that happened out of forgetfulness. He forgot the reminder and as a result, he made a mistake. And this is something that we need to learn. That never ever, never ever decide to disobey Allah. Never deliberately do it. And it starts with small things. You know, if something happens out of ignorance, it happens. But as soon as you realize, you need to stop yourself. If you continue, despite realizing, what does it mean? You have the azm to disobey Allah. You're willingly opposing Allah. You're willingly going against His commands. This is why riba, interest, consuming interest, dealing with interest, what is that? It's haram. In the Qur'an, what does Allah say? Waging war against Allah and His Messenger. This is what riba is. And if a person deliberately goes to the bank, takes the loan, signs a contract, and every month he's paying interest, what is this? This is determination to disobey and oppose Allah. And this is something that does not befit a believer. It does not at any cost. Mistakes happen. Out of ignorance, out of forgetfulness, but disobeying deliberately, consciously, while knowing, while being aware, this is something that does not befit a believer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala absolves Adam salam here. Walam najid lahu azma. We need to ask ourselves. Are we determined when we're disobeying Allah? With what audacity are we disobeying Allah? With what confidence are we opposing His commands? So take responsibility for your actions and change. وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ And when we said to the angels, أُسْجُدُوا Adam, Prostrate to Adam. فَسَجَدُوا So they all prostrated. إِلَّا Iblis, Except for Iblis. What did he do? Abba. 
He refused. The command was clear. How was Iblis? Refused. Point blank. No. And just like that, there are many commands which are clear. What is our reaction? What is our response? Is it of no? Refusal? Or is it of submission? فَقُلْنَا So we said, يَا آدَمْ O آدَمْ إِنَّ هَذَا عَدُوٌ لَكْ This guy, this shaitan, this iblis is an enemy to you. And not just to you, وَلِزَوْجِكْ And also for your wife. He is an enemy to you, he is an enemy to your wife, and obviously your children, he will be an enemy to them as well. فَلَا يُخْرِجَنَّكُمَا So let him not expel you to مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ from Jannah. He's your enemy. He's gonna come after you, to hurt you, to harm you, to make you suffer. Be careful. Be on your guard. Be alert. Don't let him expel you. Because if he expels you, if he causes you to get out of Jannah, then what will happen? فَتَشْقَى Then you will be ruined. Or rather, فَتَشْقَى You would suffer. You would suffer. Okay, not ruined, you would suffer. تَشْقَى is from شَقَاوَة Right? And shakala, it means to be miserable. And it has different levels. One is complete destruction. You know, so for instance, shaqi is a person who is going to end up in hellfire. فَمِنْهُمْ شَقِيٌّ وَسَعِيدٌ right? That is the extreme level of shakawa. And then there is another level of shakawa, which is that a person is as a burden of sin. But hopefully he should be forgiven. And then there is another level of shakawa that you're just miserable and unhappy and you're feeling bad about what you've done and your guilt is... You know, it's making your life difficult. And shakawa doesn't just have to do with your righteousness or you know disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also your physical circumstances. So fatashqa, some scholars have said what this means is that you will be in difficulty. Meaning if you are expelled from Jannah, then you will end up in dunya. And in dunya, what will happen? You'll be unhappy. You'll be unhappy. Because in Jannah, what is life like? In Jannah, inna laka, indeed for you, Allah that not, tajua fiha. You're never hungry in Jannah. Because there's so much food, more than you can eat. Whenever you want to eat. Is anybody hungry right now? I am. Very hungry. In Jannah, there is no hunger. La tajua fiha. Wala ta'ara. Nor will you be naked. Ta'ara from ain raya. Nakedness. In Jannah there is no nakedness. وَأَنَّكَ and indeed you لَا تَظْمَأُ فِيهَا You will never be thirsty in it. وَلَا تَضْحَى Nor will you ever feel hot. تَضْحَى From duha, ضَادْحَيَا What does duha mean? The time when the sun has fully risen. You know, the heat is it's pretty strong at that time. It bothers you. Which is why you, you know, put the shutters and you cover yourself from the heat. You stay indoors. But in Jannah لَا تَظْمَأُ فِيهَا وَلَا تَضْحَى what about dunya? What about dunya? Look at it. Do you get hungry in dunya? Yes, you do. Do you have to worry about your clothes? All the time. Do you get thirsty? Yes. Do you feel the heat? Yes. Even when it's winter, then what happens? The windows, through them, the heat of the sun is coming and it's burning. Imagine. This is dunya. What is dunya? Tashqa. You are miserable. You get tired because you have to fulfill all your needs yourself. You have to worry about your food and your clothes and your shelter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Adam, 
make sure shaitan doesn't cause you to expel from jannah and he doesn't make you go to dunya because if you go to dunya you'll be unhappy you'll be in difficulty here in jannah you have everything everything you want so realize this blessing and do the best you can to preserve this blessing but what happened fawaswasa ilayhi shaitan but shaitan whispered to him shaitan the liar whispered to adam qala he said ya adam oh adam hal adulluk should i tell you ala shajara about a tree which tree al khuld of eternity meaning the tree if you eat its fruit you will be eternal you will live forever you will never die and should i tell you about a tree shajarat al khuld if you eat its fruit you will get wa mulkin and a kingdom that will la yabla that will never deteriorate yabla from the root letter is balam yeah balia yabla literally means when something useful becomes old why because you've used it so much so for instance balia thawb clothes what happens to them you buy a new jacket but just because you've been wearing it every day and you've been cleaning the car and you've been cleaning the driveway what happens has it's barely been one winter and you see that your jacket is already not looking good anymore it's becoming old so mulkin la yabla a kingdom that will never fade that will never age meaning everything will always be new and fresh in it if somebody were to ask you i'll give you this one pill you eat it you will never age you will be rich you will have everything you want would you take that pill what would you say it's worth a shot right it's worth a shot you know like the experiment they did the the beauty pill or something like that right and they, it wasn't actually real it was fake medicine and they gave it to people prescribed it and they said you have to take it for these number of weeks and they took it and literally the people said we feel beautiful we feel beautiful because we've been taking this pill and we actually look beautiful we feel beautiful and then they were told the pill had nothing in it it had nothing in it it's your mind right but anyway the point is that if somebody were to offer you something like this even take this pill you will become beautiful somehow what do people say worth a shot worth a shot. So Adam alayhi salam, he loved his home in Jannah. And he wanted to be eternal. Which human being wants to die? Seriously. Someone who's living a happy life, they don't want to die. Someone who's got every wish fulfilled, they don't want to die. So Adam alayhi salam, he was a human being, right? And this was his weak spot. So shaitan touched that weak spot. We worry about our future, we are greedy for more. Shaitan threatens us with poverty, right? So he touched the weak spot. He said if you have it, you'll be good. You'll stay forever. Your things will never become old. You will never age. فَأَكَلَا مِنْهَا So they both ate from it. Who both? Adam and Hawa. Both of them. مِنْهَا from it. فَبَدَتْ And as a result, what happened? The privileges of Jannah were taken away. Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Adam to Jannah, Adam and his wife, made it very clear eat whatever but do not eat from this tree they were clearly instructed do not eat the fruit of this tree this one tree keep away from it don't eat and that was a test so what happened shaitan came made that disobedience attractive 
so attractive that Adam alayhi salam and Hawa, both of them, they fell to their desires. فَأَكَلَا minha, And the privileges of Jannah were taken away. Because if you want to stay in Jannah, you have to follow the rules. If you don't follow the rules, you can't stay. And when you can't stay, then you have to leave Jannah and everything that you got from Jannah behind. And part of that was also the clothes. So فَبَدَتْ So the clothes were taken away from them. Badat. It was exposed. Lahuma for them both sawatuhuma, their private parts, their bodies were naked. And it's in the human fitrah that you don't want to be naked. You cover yourself. So what happened? Adam and Hawa wa Tafiqa. They both began. Tafiqa is to begin, to set out, to suddenly begin to do something. They both began yaqsifani alayhima. Covering themselves with yaqsifani from khasatfa. Khasfa is basically used for a piece of leather that is put on another piece of leather and both are stitched together. Alright? Why? To make like for example the sole of a shoe or something like that. So they both began to yaqsifani piece together, patch, cover. Alayhima on themselves miwarakil jannah from the leaves of Jannah. The leaves are all they could find, so they took the leaves and they covered themselves. Allah says, Wa'asa Adamu Rabbahu Adam disobeyed his Lord. And what happened? There were consequences. Fagawa. He erred. To make an error, to make a mistake. Adam disobeyed his Lord and as a result, he erred. He strayed from the right course. He strayed. He wasn't on the right track anymore. He listened to shaitan. He disobeyed Allah. What do we see over here? There was a promise Adam made with Allah. He will not eat from the fruit of the tree. Shaitan came and convinced him. Adam nasiya, he forgot about the promise that he made. And does this happen? Yes. When you're overcome with your emotions, your desires, and the thing before you seems so attractive, all the lessons you've learned and everything you've written in your Quran and you know all the pledges you've made with yourself, out the window, everything gone. And you end up doing something wrong. It happens. It was an accident. Yes. Alhamdulillah, it was an accident. It wasn't deliberate. However, accidents even have consequences. Right? For instance, if you're driving, and you're speeding, and you're not leaving enough distance between yourself and the car in front of you, even though you know there should be a certain amount of distance for sure, you're not paying attention because you just want to get to your destination quickly already. What is possible? An accident. And if it happens, and you hit the car that was in front of you, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Your fault. Even if you try to defend yourself, what will you be told? It's your fault. You could have avoided this accident. How? By keeping a safe distance. But you didn't. It's your fault. And that accident, even though it was an accident, you didn't deliberately hit the car in front of you as much as you wanted to, but you didn't deliberately do that. It was an accident. Does it have consequences? Does it? It does. You know, whenever I see an accident, I always feel bad for the person whose fault it is. I feel bad for them. Because imagine if you're in their shoes. I mean, you didn't intend to hit the car. You didn't intend to hurt someone. 
You didn't intend to destroy your car and ruin your car. It was an accident. But you know what? An accident, you made a mistake, but it hurt someone. And now you have to pay for it. You have to pay for it. You're guilty. You have to pay for it. So likewise, when we commit a sin, when we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever the reason was, we forgot, we were overcome by our desire, we were angry, we were really hungry, we were very upset, whatever it was, it was a mistake. And that mistake will have consequences. Never forget that. And this is why we need to do tawbah and we need to do istighfar. From sins that we remember and also sins that we don't remember. Because sins definitely have consequences. وَعَصَى آدَمُ رَبَّهُ فَغَوَى It is not possible that you disobey your Lord and you're perfectly fine. No. Not for long. Maybe for some days, but not forever. Not forever. Remember these words. Write them down as a reminder for yourself. وَعَصَى آدَمُ رَبَّهُ فَغَوَى And when you think of Adam, replace that with your own name. When I disobey my Lord, I will definitely err. I'm definitely making a huge mistake. And that mistake will cost me. So then what do you have to do? You have to be more careful on the road, right? To avoid accidents. So likewise, in life, you have to be more careful. You have to be attentive. Forgetfulness happens. We are Adam's children. He forgot, we will also forget. So what's the cure to that? Let yourself forget and let yourself make mistakes? No. What's the cure? What's the solution? Remember more. Pay more attention. Be more mindful. When you're driving, don't just drive blindly. Pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to your speed, pay attention to the people in front of you, on your side, behind you, be more alert. Isn't that what they tell you all the time? Pay attention. Because if you're not paying attention, you're bound to make a mistake. So in life, we have to live the same way. Just because we have the potential to forget and the potential to sin, doesn't mean we be easy on ourselves. Take this matter seriously. Then his Lord chose him. Then he accepted his repentance. And he also guided him. Why? Because Adam السلام, he acknowledged his mistake. He acknowledged his mistake. He said, yes, I did it. I'm sorry. It was my fault. I shouldn't have listened to Shaitan. I shouldn't have listened to Iblis. I did it. He said, Rabbana, What's the dua that Adam made? Zalamna anfusana. We did zalm in ourselves. We clearly did something wrong. I admit it was my fault. Admit your mistake. Take responsibility. Don't blame people right, left and center. Don't blame circumstances. Blame yourself. Because that is a first step to tawbah. Wahada. And then he guided. Qala. Then Allah said, Ihbita minha jami'an. All of you get out from here, meaning from Jannah. بَعْضُكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ adu. Some of you are enemies to others, meaning you're enemy to one another. Who? People and shaitan. We're living on the earth, and shaitan is also here. We're living with our enemy. We're living with our enemy. Imagine if you lived in the same street as someone who wanted to kill you. Just imagine. If you lived 
on the same floor as a serial killer, rapist, child abuser, whoever. If you lived in that same building even of someone who has committed such crimes, what would you do? What would you do? The first thing you do is try to get out of there. Right? And if you cannot, then what will you do? Are you careful? Are you on your guard all the time? Yes. Shaitan is our enemy. He comes to our house. He sees us. He whispers to us. He talks to us. He can even come in our dreams. And how easily we forget this enemy. He's out there to harm us. Can we be forgetful? Can we take it easy? We have to be very alert. فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدَى Then if guidance comes to you from me, from Allah, فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ Then whoever follows my guidance, فَلَا يَضِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى Then that person, he will not go astray, and he will not be miserable. Look at these words, يَضِلُّ يَشْقَى Adam a.s. he disobeyed Allah. What happened? Yashqa, his life was difficult. And Gawa, he erred. So what's the solution then? How do you remain guided? What does this ayah tell us? فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ Whoever follows the guidance that Allah has sent. And the one who turns away from this guidance, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِ Whoever turns away from my remembrance, meaning deliberately, the Qur'an that I have sent, he turns away from it. فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكَ then indeed for him is a life that is very constricted. Marisha, Ainiyashin, life, livelihood, means of life, whether tangible or intangible. So for instance, money, food. I mean these are things that keep you living. Right? Your relationships, your circumstances, these are things that are part of your life. This is all Marisha. The person who turns away from the Quran, he will have a life that is Dunka. What is Dunka? Dunk is shadid, extreme tightness, extreme constriction. When a place is very, very, very tight. So the person who turns away from the Qur'an, his life will be easy. What does Allah say? Dunka. Extremely tight. Suffocating. Depressed. It doesn't mean that he will be sick with cancer and he will be so poor that he won't have any money. No. Fir'aun, he turned away from Allah's dhikr. And what happened? He had a lot of money, he had a lot of power. Very strong body. Qarun, so many people, people who reject Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, turn away from the book of Allah, but they're living apparently very happy lives, very successful lives. Then what is meant by this? Ma'ishat al-Lanka. Two things. First of all, in this dunya, yes, there will be misery for this person. Even though he's surrounded by people, by friends, by stuff, worldly success, but there is no true happiness. There's no true happiness. I mean, just look at the suicide rates. And look at the legal battle to, for the permission to kill yourself with the assistance of a doctor or something like that. Right? What is this? You're not happy in yourself. You're not even happy inside your body. You want to get out of your body. And we see many ways where people physically hurt themselves. When it comes to eating disorders, 
so many problems, so many issues. What is this a reflection of? That a person is not happy inside. Why? Because there is a big void. There is a big void. The heart is not satisfied. Why? Because a person has turned away from the Qur'an. What is it that brings comfort to the heart? أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ It is with the remembrance of Allah that hearts find comfort and rest. The heart was made for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if a person turns away from the worship of Allah, from the dhikr of Allah, then what will this life be like? Unhappy, miserable. Despite the money, despite the apparently good relationships, despite everything, despite the education, despite the best job, unhappy. Ma'ishatan dhanka. And even if a person enjoys wealth and luxury for some time, what is the eventual outcome? What happened to Fir'aun? Literally, ma'ishatan dhanka. Imagine drowning, not being able to breathe. Water going in your nose and your eyes and your mouth. Just imagine that. Dhanka, if this is not tightness, what is it? I know a lady, she's quite well off. And she was um, having a very good house, a big house. Her, all children are married. But she was, of course, preferring and running after her children. And now the son is married, left the house. The daughter is married, left the house. And she has a big house. She's still earning. She said, what should I do? I brought her here also. Now she said, when I will get free, I will come and I will do the course. I will learn the Quran. And, but now I'm stuck because I bought a new house and I have to earn and I have to pay off this and that. And still she is stuck. And if you go behind the world, Allah is make it difficult. And that is how the dhanka. May Allah make it easy for all of us. And then ma'ishatan dhanka, this difficult life is not just limited to the life on the earth, but also when a person dies. Because when a person dies, he will be in his grave. Whatever that grave is, wherever it is. And then he will be asked certain questions. He will be asked about man rabbuk, man nabiyuk, ma dinuk. And if he does not answer correctly, then what will happen? We learn from hadith that the grave, it constricts on him. It constricts on him in such a way that the body is squeezed so tight that the ribs... They literally get locked into each other. Marishatan Dhanka. And when a person he answers these questions correctly, what do the angels say to him? You have spoken the truth. Yes, you are a believer. And then his grave is expanded for him. It becomes like a garden from the gardens of Jannah. Constrictness versus spaciousness. What is it that we like? Spaciousness. This is tangible and intangible. Literally and also in other ways. I find this ayah so amazing that people write books and books and books on how to be happy or how to fight depression. And this one ayah and one ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the solution that a person who doesn't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turns away from the remembrance of Allah, that person is going to be depressed. I mean, despite having money, despite having family, despite having children, despite having a house, despite having a car, despite having you know, a good satisfying job, still a person is angry in his own skin. He's unhappy and stressed out and frustrated in his own life. Is this life? Is this happiness? Is this joy? 
And mind you, it, this doesn't mean those who disbelieve. Those who turn away. We can turn away from the dhikr of Allah even though we believe in Allah. And this is the most scary part. That we are deceiving ourselves. We think, yeah, yeah, I know Allah. I love Allah. I believe in Him. I remember Him. Seriously? We remember Him? Do we remember Him in the morning? Do we remember Him in our prayers? Do we remember Him when we eat, after we eat? Do we remember Him when we're with our family? When we're outside? When we're at work? When we're at school? Do we remember Him? If we remember Him, we, it's not possible that we'd be miserable people. Not possible. If we truly remember Him, then we would be calm. We would be at peace. We would be happy with the decree of Allah. We would be okay with the way our life is. We would be productive. What is wrong with us? We're angry all the time. We're irritable. Stressed out. Because we don't do dhikr. You know like they say, don't do fikr, make dhikr. Right? Because when we don't do dhikr, then we do fikr. Then we get stressed out. Then we get worried. So the solution is busy yourself in the dhikr of Allah to bring comfort to your heart. Spend your life with the Qur'an to bring meaning to your life. Never disconnect from the book of Allah no matter what happens. You live in China or you live in Australia, you live with your family, you live alone, you are rich, you are poor, you are married, you're single, divorced, children, no children, whatever is going on in your life. Never leave the dhikr of Allah. If you hold on to Allah's remembrance, Allah will take care of you. Musa was told, لا في ذكري. Don't be lazy in my remembrance. أقيم الصلاة لذكري. Establish the prayer to remember me. You remember him, he will remember you. You forget him, he will abandon you. فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكَ وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى And we will bring him on the Day of Judgment blind. Such a person who has forgotten the Book of Allah, he will come blind. قَالَ He will say, رَبِّ لِمَا حَشَرْتَنِي أَعْمَى Oh my Lord, why did you make me blind? Why did you raise me blind? وَقَدْ كُنْتُ بَصِيرًا Well, I could see before. قَالَ Allah will say, كَذَلِكْ Thus, likewise. Like for like. You behave like this, so you are being treated like this. How is that? Atatka ayatuna. Our verses came to you. Fanasitaha, but you forgot them. Allahu Akbar. Our verses came to you and you forgot them. You didn't pay attention. You didn't try to remember them. You didn't take care of this treasure. You abandoned it. You neglected it. So much so that you forgot the Qur'an. You forgot what the Qur'an says. You forgot the very verses. وَكَذَلِكَ الْيَوْمَ تُنْسَى You forgot Allah's ayat. Today you will be forgotten. You will be forgotten. You will be left in your blindness. You will be abandoned in oblivion. You will not be remembered. No tear will be shed for you. Your dua will not be responded. وَكَذَلِكَ الْيَوْمَ تُنْسَى وَكَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي Allah says, thus do we recompense. مَنْ أَسْرَفَ The one who is excessive, the one who transgressed, thinking that this life is everything, he's busy fulfilling his desires, transgressing, one limit after the other. وَلَمْ يُؤْمِنْ بِآيَةِ رَبِّي And he does not believe in the verses of his Lord. وَلَعَذَابُ الْآخِرَةِ Allah warns us, the punishment of the hereafter, it is أَشَدُّ More severe. وَأَبْقَى And more lasting. One is the depressed life in this dunya. But the punishment of the hereafter, 
it's much more severe. Because there is an end to this depression, right? If a person is miserable, he can go have, you know, a coffee break. He can go chill out. He can go take a walk. He can go take a dose of some drug and forget his problems for a few minutes. There's some relief. But in the hereafter, there's no relief. The punishment is more severe and it is abqa, more enduring. May Allah protect us. The one main lesson that we learn from these ayat, remember Allah. Remember His book. Remember His message. You leave it, you abandon it, your loss. In this life, in the grave, and in the hereafter. Let's listen to the recitation. وَكَذَلِكَ أَنزَلْنَاهُ قُرْآنًا عَرَبِيًّا وَصَرَّفْنَا فِيهِ مِنَ الْوَعِيدِ وَصَرَّفْنَا فِيهِ مِنَ الْوَعِيدِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ أَوْ يُحْدِثُ لَهُمْ ذِكْرًا فَتَعَالَى اللَّهُ الْمَلِكُ الْحَقُّ وَلَا تَعْجَلْ بِالْقُرْآنِ مِنْ قبل أن يقضى إليك وحيه وقل رب زدني علما ولقد عهدنا إلى آدم من قبل فنسي ولم نجد له عزما وإذ قلنا للملائكة اسجدوا لآدم فسجدوا ഫലയുഹൃജന്നുമാമിനൽജന്നുറ وَأَنَّكَ لَا تَظْمَأُ فِيهَا وَلَا تَضْحَى فَوَسْوَسَ إِلَيْهِ الشَّيْطَانُ قَالَ يَا آدَمُ هَلْ أَدُلُّكَ عَلَى شَجَرَةِ الْخُلْدِ وَمُلْكٍ لَا يَبْلَى فَأَكَلَا مِنْهَا فَبَدَتْ لَهُمَا سَوْآتُهُمَا وَطَفِقَا يَخْصِفَانِ عَلَيْهِمَا مِنْ وَرَقِ الْجَنَّةِ وَعَصَى آدَمُ رَبَّهُ فَغَوَى ثُمَّ جَتَبَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ وَهَدَى قَالَ اهْبِطَا مِنْهَا جَمِيعًا بَعْضُكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عَدُوٌّ فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًى فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا يَضِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكًا وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى قَالَ رَبِّ لِمَ حَشَرْتَنِي أَعْمَى وَقَدْ كُنْتُ بَصِيرًا قَالَ كَذَلِكَ أَتَتْكَ آيَاتُنَا فَنَسِيتَهَا وَكَذَلِكَ الْيَوْمَ تُنْسَى 